Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Scalar Learning Podcast. Today, we have a very, very, very special show, and it gives me a great delight because I'm joined by one of my students, and he's here to talk about something that's very important, a really important issue, and that is how to thrive in high school and middle school and beyond and college and all that, how to thrive when dealing with a learning difference, and in particular, dyslexia. Uh, I've been working, his name is Eris. I've been working with Eris for almost a year and a half now, and it's it's been a blast the entire time because, as any teacher would tell you, it's really fun to work with highly motivated students, kids and adults even, that want to do extremely well, are willing to push really hard, and are willing to follow your advice and guidance and that's that's always fun it's always what we look for as educators teachers tutors etc and he's done a great job in school he's i mean he's done phenomenally well he's made the principal's list which is a very very coveted achievement at at his high school he has He's got a phenomenal GPA. I'm not going to state publicly what the GPA is because I want to respect his privacy, but he's got a terrific GPA. And moreover, he has been accepted into an amazing program, the Stanford High School Summer College Program, so he's, which is at Stanford University, where he will be spending this summer taking one or two courses and whatever he wants. And that's what I've told him to. I said, just choose whatever you find to be truly interesting and inspiring. And I think that's what he will certainly do at this point and going forward. So it's, without further ado, I'd like to welcome Eris to the show. Hey, Huzefa, how's it going? Good, man. Good. Glad for you to be on. So, Eris likes all different subjects. I know you're taking you're taking uh, chemistry right now. You're taking geometry. What are what are what are the subjects? That, I mean, do you like everything, or what are the subjects that you really enjoy the most? Um, I would say I enjoy history the most, just because I um, I like to know you know how people have evolved, uh, whether that's with their personalities or just just to see the difference of cultures from you know the past to now all right very cool and tell us a little bit about you so what what grade are you in right now in, in high school i'm a sophomore okay awesome and you you're very obviously very passionate about school very into learning has that always been the case for you um i would say no not always i would say up uh, until about sixth grade, I was, you know, I was an average student um, who did their best, but just didn't quite understand why they, you know, couldn't, uh, you know, read as fast or get as good uh, scores on tests than other students. But um, yeah, up until then, I, you know, I would say I was about average 
But like I said, from sixth grade on, I've really started to excel. You know, I, I started to work a little harder because um, I realized that if I, you know, put in a little more effort, I could really, you know, push myself and be the best student I could be, which is all I'm trying to be. Um, and I would say so far I've been pretty successful at that. So tell us – so can you tell for people out there who are listening, many, many of the listeners may know – uh, but for people who are out there listening, can you tell us a little bit of, like, what is dyslexia? Yeah, okay. So dyslexia is, uh, like, a, it's a learning difference, basically. Um, and, you know, there's different uh, different symptoms of it. Personally, I, uh, my, my reading uh, has been pretty good for the past two or three years. But, I mean, I really only started to learn how to read. I efficiently, I would say, seventh grade. Um, and, yeah, so dyslexia basically is, a, uh, for me at least, a reading disability. Um, I have trouble, you know, pronouncing certain words. Um, I also have trouble at, uh, you know, like if I see a, a large amount of text on the page, I can sometimes get lost if my focus uh, isn't there. Um so yeah, dyslexia is just uh, like I said, a learning difference that uh, many kids, many adults have. So, yeah. How did you first figure out that you had, or what gave you the idea that maybe you might have have dyslexia? Okay, yeah. Um, I first started to realize there's something different with me. Uh, maybe the second grade. When you know these kids were reading these massive books like Harry Potter, I mean back then that was pretty, you know, pretty significant um, that these kids were reading. But and I, mean, I was still stuck on you know the very very basic books, majority pictures, um, and I you know I saw these kids excel in all these subjects, and I just started to tank. You know my uh, I was you know the teachers had a hard time teaching me. It wasn't that I wasn't focused or you know attentive but it's, it's quite the opposite actually i just for whatever reason i just i learned differently and i couldn't get ahead so uh i started to fall behind and uh that's when i knew something was not wrong with me but something was different i always i i never thought you know i was dumb or that i was you know incapable of doing anything i wanted to do or these other kids could do I just, uh, I just knew I had to take a different path. That's such a great way to look at it. And so it's so true, too, because I think sometimes whatever it may be, let's say you're trying a sport for the first time and you don't seem to get something as quickly as other people. You might just think, oh, I'm not athletic or I'm I'm not a, I'm not I'm just not going to be good at this sport. And it's such a limiting belief. And it's it's totally contrary to what's really happening. And just like you said, either you have to approach the sport or maybe the academic subject in a different way, or maybe you need to try it a few more times before it starts getting fluid. But I think you're a great testament to the fact that if you're versatile and if you, and if you maintain that right positive belief that you can figure out whatever you need to figure out and then, uh, and then experience a great deal of success, which you have. So that's, that's really great. For people who are out there listening, I think I, I want to point out one thing that, that I think is pretty interesting. I think that first off, w- what you said was you recognized that there was something different happening. And so I think that piqued your interest as far because you said, hey, I know I can do this, but there's something different. And that 
I think was the impetus for you to go out and and at least see, hey, do is there, you know, is some what is exactly going on here and how can I solve it? And that's how you basically figured out, hey, I've got dyslexia, no big deal. Now how can I use that to my advantage and really and really start nailing my classes? So that's great. If if there are people listening right now that think maybe they might have they might be going through the same thing that you went through. What is the first thing that you might recommend that they do or who should they who would they who should they talk to? Like who did you talk to first? So obviously I spoke with my parents first. Um my teachers had spoken with them. Um but we uh you know, I would say I had some trusted adults, that's who I would speak with. Um about, you know, your differences and it's not it's not a big deal at all. It's not like it's not like a, it's not like it's not an illness. It's not like a huge like, you know, it's not like a huge thing. So, really, you just would you would just have to like I said, speak with an adult um, who you trust, and uh, just see where to go from there. You know. How ha- now that you have figured everything out and you're achieving great success? How has that changed the way you view school? For example. Were you? Did you always enjoy it, or are you enjoying it substantially more now? Yeah. No. Okay. So I would say I I I was never a huge fan of school, um, but now I do I do enjoy school because I I like I like to see much like in my sports I like to see you know how hard I can push myself I like to see you know the levels I can get up to and uh, and to me that's that's what it's all about. What sports do you play, by the way? I play football and I run track currently. Okay, awesome. So let's let's talk about some of the more practical things that worked for you specifically. So for example, when you first when you first started to try to problem solve and and figure stuff out like what what was it that would you say was really your main strategy as far as figuring out something that worked for you? Yeah, okay. So for me, it was all about trial and error. I would uh, approach problems differently. You know, I'd have a million things going on in my head, and I'd find out all these different ways I could, you know, approach it. I could, you know, in a sense, attack the problem, right? Um, And after, you know, you you find out what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and you build upon that. You, you You see what you, you know, you see the areas in which you can improve upon, and you just, like I said, you just go from there. So let's get some – if you give me some specifics, like for example, you talk about reading. What are the, some of the things that you like to do now with respect to reading that really make a difference for you? Yeah, okay. So with reading, I – like I, I especially you know in my, uh, if, in my younger years, I used to get lost on the page. I still do. It just doesn't occur as much because I, I really focus – on each line, I, you know, I really focus on each line of words and and what exactly it's trying to say, right? So I would, you know, like before. I mean, now I'm a bit more skilled, so I don't have to do it. But before, I would, you know, have a pen or a pencil or just use my finger and just, you know, read across, right? Um, and that always worked for me. Um, but like I mean, that's something that worked for me, and I, you know, built upon that. Now I don't, you know, I don't have to do that. My eyes are trained, my mind is trained, and it works out. 
So it's like you used it almost as as like a training wheel of sorts. Like you basically you use your finger and you really paid attention until it became fluid and natural. That's that's exactly what it is. You know, I I, I would like to describe it almost as an in, like an injured player coming into a season, right? So a season starts could be any season. Let's say let's say it's football. You know, the season starts. Everybody on the team, except for one kid, is practicing, working hard, and ready to go. That one kid, it's it's not that he doesn't want to practice or that he doesn't want to work hard. He just has some kind of injury, you know. But after time, he's you know he's done his stretches. He's done you know he's he's uh, you know he's gotten better, right? He comes back into the season and he's even at least at the same level as the other kids who, who have been working since day one, or he's even better. So that's, that's how I like to think of it. That's how I like to describe it. And uh, for me, it works. What about, let's say, when you're trying to do your schoolwork and there's noise or music or things like that? For you specifically, is it helpful to cut all that stuff out? or go? I mean, where, you know, where do you like to study? How do you, how do you navigate that stuff? Yeah, definitely. I you know I uh, I do all right with noise, but uh, it's I'm always more productive when when there's no noise, when you know there's no distractions, there's no nothing, right? Um, I I usually go you know to a quiet area. Like at my school, it would be the library, or at home, it would be my room where there's no distractions, where you know there's nobody around me who's uh, trying to be social or whatever. Uh, and that, you know, that works for me. I mean, not to say I can't get work done when there are distractions, but I mean, I, I'm just way more efficient without any. Now let's talk a little bit about math. Of course, math is my focus. We work together a lot on, ma- on math, in particular geometry. When you're working on, on various math problems. I work with Eris all the time. He's a very, very bright math student. What are you what have you done in mathematics in particular, or have you had to do anything in mathematics? What have you done there in particular that has been helpful? Okay, yeah. I've uh let's see back to what I said earlier about, you know, attacking the problem, about figuring out how you can approach that problem. You know, um I I look at the problem, I really figure out what exactly it's trying to ask, and I think of ways I could hopefully get the right answer. Um, and that usually works for me. Now, not to say I'm you know, a super fast uh, math student, not to say that I know my times tables all too well, but uh, that's, that's the way I like to do it. Now, if we have any other kids, anybody else listening right now, and, and let's say in particular, let's let's talk about let's talk about reading. Okay, uh, uh, what would be what would be the number one thing before even let's say before even talking to anybody, number one or maybe number two things that they could do right now tonight as they're trying to study to see if it will have some some solid effects as far as improving comprehension and retention. Well, you see, the kids, um, what I like to do is I really like to take my time. You know, I, I like to uh, see what this, whatever I'm reading, see what the subject of it is. It's usually a title. You know, if it's a book, it's obviously a title of the book. And 
hopefully you know most of uh, you know really what's going on, right? But I my you know my my biggest tip is just to take your time, and I understand time is of the essence. I understand. Trust me, I you know time is a is a valuable thing. There's not too much of it, but if you really want to understand what you are trying to study, you sometimes you have to take the time and more specifically in reading, you you take the time, you read whether it's each individual word or you know, you, you just do your best and you try to pick out like major words in the text that stand out and really uh really you know say what the uh what the text is all about yeah i think you're touching on something really important and you you haven't said it explicitly i'm gonna go ahead and say it and i think what what eris is also getting at is the importance of committing to working hard and when he talks about trying all these different things when he talks about spending time to read one of the things that i've seen developed in eris very nicely is is his diligence. He's just super, super committed. And it's interesting, too, because I can't always... It's a weird thing, because I can't always explain how to develop that intrinsic motivation to do well. Eris has it. I, you know, And he said even himself, he didn't necessarily have it in, in his earlier days, but he developed it. Uh, I had it. I, I know some students develop it in college. And sometimes it can just be looking around and saying, hey, I want to I try and compete just because I think it'll be fun. Or I want – there's something now I have a goal that I want to do uh, and, and that I want to achieve. And that can be the spur that really gets everything, everything going. The, it, the, the, the thing is is that once I think you can develop that intrinsic motivation and that desire – to go out and work really hard and just try your absolute best, a lot of things will naturally fall into place. And I think that's a big thing that's what's happened for Eris is that, hey, he's willing to go for it, you know, no matter what it takes. So super, super important. My advice from what I've seen with parents, I could tell you a few things that I've seen that have worked as far as getting kids into that zone is one, as I kind of mentioned, finding something that they really, really bond with, one particular area of study or, or art or music or something that really brings them to life. Once that connection is made, things can start to take off. Another thing is finding a really good teacher or mentor that connects with that student. That in and of itself, if the relationship is strong enough and positive enough, that in and of itself can engender a really strong desire to do well and to perform at one's max. So these are all great things. And I think, Eris, what I would say is, from what I've seen, I mean, I've seen just phenomenal stuff come from you. I know you're going to Stanford this summer, and that's going to be super exciting. I have no doubt you're going to be 100% devoted to continuing to work really, really hard. And, yeah, I I look forward to seeing how the summer goes and the next year goes. If you have any parting words for the people that are listening today, what would they be? What would you want to leave people with? Um, I would like to leave people with just two things. You know, if you're having difficulty, just remember you're not alone. There's always somebody else out there who's struggling the same way you are. And there's also somebody else out there who's willing to help you out. And that's who you have to find. If you're struggling, you have to find that person who will spend the time with you, who will, you know, teach you the uh, 
extra ways at approaching a problem and or situation and just you know really uh really do your best at that and the second thing i like to leave people with is that uh you you have to for you have to work hard even if the subject comes easy to you it, it doesn't matter you have to work hard you have to be willing to push yourself and really see who you can be and get and reach that max potential and those are my uh those are my two cents Awesome. Thank you so much, Eris. That was really fun, really great. Good luck in all your future endeavors. If you guys want to check out the show notes, go to www.scalarlearning.com. And if you want to hit me up and ask me any questions or have any suggestions for articles or future podcast episodes, email me at huzefa at scalarlearning.com. I look forward to hearing from you and will reply, do my best to reply to every single email that comes in. So again, Shows are dropping on the regular, so please check us out for all your education needs. This is Josefa, and I'll see you guys next time. Take it easy.